0: The Solution Word, with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. So Jesus said, when the salt loses its saltiness, it is henceforth good for nothing. Question, are you good for something or good for nothing? not asking this question this one. It's Jesus. So if we are good for nothing, look at the end result. It says, but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. Can we see that today? Yes. The church is not listened to. The church is downtrodden. The church of Jesus Christ It's not impacting the world we are in. Well, uh, this morning, I feel really strong about what I'm about to teach. I have no doubt that your life will never be the same again. Um, Because what I'm about to teach is so strong, uh, I actually just feel like us talking as a church. Is that okay? Yes. Shall we just talk as a church? I just want to pour out some few things on my heart that um, I believe is the core essence and the core values of this church. Uh, our core vision as a ministry and where God is taking us. Uh, because I believe that if we're going to be a solution to the nations then it is important for us to Start positioning ourselves ready for what God is about to do. Amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. So are you ready? Are you ready for the word? All right. Turn with me in your Bibles, the book of Jude, verse 3. The book of Jude, verse 3. The book of Jude, verse verse 3. Remember, Jude is in the New Testament. Jude verse 3. Jude is only one chapter, so I can't say Jude chapter 1 verse 3. <clears throat> Are you there? Jude verse 3, I write. I read, the Bible says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I am continuing and concluding the message I started three weeks ago titled Contending for the Faith. And this is part three. Contending for the Faith. And this is part three. We have already established the importance and the significance of our faith. That our faith is so important and so valuable that Jesus laid down his life for our faith. That's why it's important for us to understand the value of this faith. The reason why we need to understand the value of our faith is because anything you don't value, you devalue. Anything you don't value, you devalue. And every time you devalue something that is of significant value, the one who owns that thing suffers a lot. And sometimes, not only that, they feel the pain. Have you ever done something for someone? Maybe a friend knocks on your door and is desperate for help and all you have is maybe a thousand pounds and they desperately need a thousand pounds to do something and then you give them that money and then that friend turns and and insults you and and abuses you and forgets what you have done for them. How do you feel? Really hurt, really painful, isn't that, isn't that right? Because they did not see what you went through to make that sacrifice for them. Are you following me? Now, it's important for us to understand what Jesus went through to deliver this faith to us. Because if we don't understand what Christ has done for us on the cross, then we will not see the value of this gospel. The lady who led me to Christ many years ago, she said to me, if there's anything you lose here on earth, lose everything, but don't lose your faith. Why? Because our faith is so important. And that's why we have to contend for our faith. Now, please hear me right. When I say we contend for our faith, I'm not saying we go physically fighting for our faith. Now, the word contend them is to wrestle. And how do wrestle? To come into close contact with something or someone. Now, the word contend here is not a physical contention. But to walk in the wisdom of Christ Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God and the power. Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God, and the power of God. So the time has come for us to contend for our faith. Four reasons why many don't share their faith with others quickly is number one, they don't value what they have because they don't know its value. Number one, they don't value what they have because they don't know its value. When you put a new carpet in your house, you know the value. So when someone is coming to your house, you can tell them, please, can you take off your shoes? And they'll just say, well, is it not just a carpet? Well, for them, it's just a carpet, but for you, it's money. That's your money on the floor right there. When someone comes to your house and sits on the sofa and puts their leg on it, you say, please, can you take off your leg? Because for them, it's just a sofa, But for you, it's my name. That's what the gospel is to Jesus Christ. (coughs) Jesus died on the cross for us. Number two. Number two reason why many don't share their faith is because they are ashamed to be identified with Jesus. Like Peter. Remember when Jesus was about to be crucified... A little girl said, this is Peter, one of his disciples. And Peter said, who? I don't know him. Peter, who is going to be the foundation of the church, was denying Jesus from a little girl. What was the last time you shared your faith with someone? You see, the church of Jesus Christ is dying because believers in the church have not not really caught the value of this faith. Many of us are ashamed to identify ourselves with Jesus. Number three. Number three reasons why many don't share their faith is because they are ashamed of their faith. Are you ashamed of your faith? As the last time you made someone know that I am a Christian, I am a believer. Number four, number four reason why they don't share their faith is because they are ashamed of their church. (laughs) Some are ashamed of their church. How many of you have been blessed in this church? Amen. That's the last time you shared your church with someone. That's the last time you told someone about your church. About the power of the gospel that has been preached in the church. So this morning, I just want us to talk. Now, I have this deep conviction that if we are really going to contend for our faith then there are a few things that we have to do. There are a few things we have to do and this is something that has been on my heart for for years because the Bible says that this is what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 and 14. We're going to read it together. Jesus said You are the salt of what? The earth. I want you to think about that carefully. Jesus said, You are the what? The salt of the not you are going to be. And what does salt do? A salt preserves. Salt preserves. So Jesus said, "You are the salt of the whole earth, not just in Crawley alone, not just in West success alone, not just in the United Kingdom alone, but what the whole what earth." So, question: If Jesus said you are the salt, not you are going to be, or I'm going to make you the salt of the earth. How come we are not seeing the effectiveness of that saltiness in the earth? Number two, as salt brings taste. Number one, salt preserves. Number two, salt brings taste. Isn't that right? And the most common product on every table in the world is what? Salt. So if you love your salt. Now salt can be good and bad. You put more, it will kill you. You put less, it will preserve you. So salt can be both good and bad. So Jesus said, "You are the salt of the earth." But look at what Jesus went for to say. He said, "But if the salt has lost his savour, wherewith?" shall it be salted? So that is the present day church. The present day church, even though we are salt, we have lost our saltiness. Are you following what Jesus is saying? Yeah. We are a salt, but we have lost the efficacy or the efficiency of our saltiness. Now, if we are going to be the salt of the earth, that means we need more salt because if you are cooking your stew or your soup you don't just put a little tiny drop of salt and the soup will uh, still taste nice you need to put adequate amount of salt not over salted but adequate amount so that means if we're going to be the salt of the earth not just one Christian can preserve the earth is that right? That means we need more salt, we need more Christians, we need more people contending for the faith. The reason why we are not seeing the effectiveness of our saltiness in the earth is because we have lost our saltiness. The power in the salt is no longer there. When people look at us, they don't want to be like us because they don't see what we are preserving. Mm. All we are doing is shouting and screaming. So Jesus said, when the salt loses its saltiness, it is henceforth good for nothing. Question, are you good for something or good for nothing? I'm not asking this question this morning. It's Jesus. So if we are good for nothing, look at the end result. It says, but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. Can we see that today? Yes. The church is not listened to. The church is downtrodden. The church of Jesus Christ is not impacting the world we are in. What happened to the days of Jesus when he shows up, multitude shows up? It's because those of us publishing the gospel, the word that Jesus has given us, we are not making it as effective as it should be. Now, how can you be an effective salt Christian if you are to work and you go to the toilet for 30 minutes or stay in the toilet for one hour are you giving birth in the toilet people are looking at you as an example if you are lazy at work how can people look at you to be an example so that they can come to Christ if all the time what you do is fight, scream, jump you know, insult people at work. How can they want you as a salt in their soup? I said, no, this is a dangerous salt. We don't want this kind of salt. Remember, Jesus said, you are what? The salt on the earth. Matthew 5, 13, verse 14. Look at what Jesus, Jesus pushed it further. Jesus said, "Ye are the light of the world. So not only are you the salt You are what? The light of the world And what does a light do? A light influences A light Light brings illumination Where you are Are you being a light? Solution It's time for us to be a light Are you being a light Where you are In your home Are you being a husband of light? In your home, are you being a wife of light? At your workplace, are you being a light? Do people see you as an influencer and want to follow you? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And notice, light has different levels of influence. A bulb that is 40 watts can only influence only 40 watts percentage of light. And then there's fluorescent light. And then there is flood light. So are you a 40 watts bulb, a 60 watts, a 100 watts, or a floodlight? So Jesus said you are, not you are going to be. Now, you might not feel that you are now, but he said you are. He said you are the light. You are the light. You are the light of the world. Can you imagine? He's not talking about floodlight here. A floodlight only is able to influence a stadium. Or an area. But Jesus is saying that you are the light of the world. The whole world. The whole world. So how bright is your light? Remember what the Bible says? It says thy word is a what? A light unto my what? No, a lamp unto my what? And a light unto my So a lamp can influence just a little distance. But a light goes further. So if Jesus said you are the light of the world. And the Bible says that thy word is a light unto my path. Then that means The only way we can get this true light is from the word. And so therefore, if you're going to be an influencer, you have to constantly go and get more light. Get more light. Because the word is more like our power station. When you charge your iPad or you charge your phone and the battery goes off, what do you do? You plug it back into power to recharge it so you can have more energy to be able to use it. That's what the Bible is. The Bible is our power source. So if you read the Bible once a week, that means your level of influence, your level of light will be dim. Are you following what I'm saying? So the more Bible you read, the more words you read, the more light you have the more lie to her that's why the bible says that thy word have i found and i have eaten it so when you find it and you eat it you become the word that's what the bible says in the beginning was the word john 1 from verse 1 to the end in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god The same, the word. The word which was in the beginning from verse 1, verse 14. It says, and the word became flesh. John 1, 14. And the word became what? Flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld the glory. So the end result of the word in your life is the word must become flesh. Tangible tangible if the word is not flesh you haven't got enough of it so for instance how does the word become flesh if you have an in, in an area of your life you have issues with bitterness always angry you go to the word find a word in the area of bitterness and anger and start eating it eat it, as you continue to eat it, what will happen? The word will become flesh. People used to see you angry, bitter, but when the word becomes flesh, they now see you rejoicing. They now see you a happy woman. They now see you a happy man. They now see you a joyous person. Why? Because thy word have I found. And I have it and it has become to me like a rejoicing. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. Jesus said you are the light of this world. Now let's let's not even look at the world. Let's start from where we are. Let's start from where we are. (coughs) Shine your light where you are. Brighten your corner. Start shining the light. Start, start with a torchlight. Start influencing the people around you. Your family. Many of us, our families don't want to come to Christ not because they are not ready, but because they, the light they see in us is not, not really, really So start where you are. Brighten the little corner where you are. Don't be a Christian who is always lying. You can't be a Christian and always lying. Telling lies. Oh, I I, I just had a meeting with, you you know, the president of the United States. You're lying. Don't, Don't lie. You know. I mean, I had a story one day of a, of a Christian who went to a certain church, not this church. A Christian says, I started boasting of a very known man in the world, said, he's my fiance. He's my, what, is a man a fiance or fiance? fiance. A fiance. fiance. He says, she, he's my fiance. I said, wow, yeah, that guy has not been to the UK before. So we were, we, you know, and when you look at the lady and the guy that is saying is my fiance, you know that this doesn't add up. Why are you lying? Why don't you, why don't you be honest? Who are you trying to impress? We are the light of the world. Jesus said a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Oh, I love a city now look at where Jesus is taking us he said we are not only a light but we are a city set on a hill and when we are a city set on a hill we cannot be hidden did you know that in the UK before the tallest building not only in the UK across the world the tallest buildings in the world used to be churches did you know that yeah even till today I was that church in, in London Is it Westminster? What? St. Paul's. St. Paul's. You know, when they wanted to build the gherkin, is it the gherkin? And all those tall buildings. Do you know that they did not permit, they didn't want them to build it to block the views of the, the church building? Because the church is supposed to be a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. What happened? How come that the church is no longer the tallest buildings in the world? Something is wrong somewhere. Something is wrong somewhere because we're sleeping. The time has come for us to go back. Amen. In this church, our building is going to be the tallest. Amen. Let me hear living amen. 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 I said our building is going to be the tallest. Amen. We are not just saying it. We believe what Jesus said. Amen. He said we are a city that cannot be hid. Nobody can hide us. Amen. What, are, what are they doing? They are trying to hide the church. Marginalize the church. These days Christians don't have a voice. To a point where they are trying to tell us which part of the Bible to preach from that you can't quote certain scriptures. No. No one can hide us. No one can marginalize us. No man, no woman, no institution can put us down because God has destined us to be the head and not the tail. Tell with me, 2. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 23. What did Jesus say? Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, he said, we are a city set on a hill that cannot be what? Hid. Now look at Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. It says, and it shall come to pass in the last days. Are we in the last days? It says, the mountain, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be what? Establish a where? In the top 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 of what? In the top of what? In the top of the what? Now look at what he said. He said it shall be established. So it talks about a process. Mm. Yes, we are not there yet. But that should not discourage us because we'll get there. Are you following what I'm saying? We'll get there. It shall be established in the top of the mountains and it shall be exalted above what? Above what? Above what? Above the hills hills. and all what? All what? All what? what? Shall do what? Shall Shall do what? Shall Shall do what? what? Flow into it. That is influence. That is influence, and that's that's we are we are the ones the Bible is talking about. All nations shall flow into us. I see a day where we have Chinese men and Chinese women in this church. We have Japanese men and Japanese women in this church. We have Koreans in this church. I'm telling you Why? because the scriptures cannot be broken. it said, all nations. All nations, we'll see every nation under the surface of earth will be in this church. But I want you to notice the word mountains there because we're going to get there. Now, a mountain represents the highest level. The highest mountain in the world is which mountain? Mount what? Everest. Now, how many of you have attempted to climb Mount Everest before? Why? You should conquer. That's what we are here for. We have to conquer. So your assignment for next year is to climb Mount Everest. (laughs) Hallelujah. Stand on top of Mount Everest and take a picture. Put a flag on top of it and say, I conquered Mount Everest. I came, I saw, and I conquered. Put a flag on top there. Eh? Now, seriously, how many of you like to conquer Mount Everest? Okay, so we'll sponsor you then. We'll sponsor you. Now look at verse 3 of Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. The Bible says, And many many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the to the house of the God of Jacob, and he'll teach us of his ways, and we'll walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So basically what the Bible is saying is that this is the last days of the last days. This is where the church must be on top of the mountains. Now if we're going to contend for the faith that we're talking about, there are certain areas that we need to influence number one write it down number one is we need to influence the area of the family we need to influence the area or the pillars of family now why why am i saying we need to influence these areas because Many people who don't understand the values of families are redefining families for us. <coughs> Family values have been redefined. And if we sit down, <laughs> we'll be shocked. Whilst we're sleeping, remember what Jesus said? Whilst men slept, the enemy did what? So how is a church sleeping? The church is sleeping by not taking hold of the pillars of family. How can someone who doesn't have a child teach me how to raise up children? How can someone who has no concept of a family teach me how to raise up my children? We should have men and women in this church who are expertise in family who are are authorities in the area of families it's very important the second pillar we need to possess if we are going to contend for the gospel is the pillar of media the pillar of media When I talk about media, I'm talking about television. I'm talking about radio. I'm talking about print media. I'm talking about social media platforms, and so on and so forth. Very important. We shall have men and women in this church who are into radio, who are into television stations. Because, you see... People you watch on TV shape your opinions and your views. What you watch shapes how you think. So if somebody, now, now, oh thank you Jesus, this is very important. The cameraman here is controlling what the people see. Is that true? He has the power to control what the people see. Even though there are many things happening, he's controlling what the people see. Mm -hmm. There are other things happening in the other rooms there, Mm -hmm. but he's controlling what the people see. So the one holding the camera controls what you see. Mm -hmm. If he shows you negative, you think everything that happens around that area is negative. If he shows you positive, you yeah. think everything that happens around that area is positive. Has it not happened in certain countries? All they show you is negative. The slums. Because the one holding the camera determines what you watch. How long are you going to allow him to detect what you watch? <coughs> when are you going to pick up your own camera? When are you going to pick up your own camera and start showing the world out there what they have not seen? Remember, what the cameraman shows to you is what you believe. Because seeing is believing. That's why Thomas said, if I do not see the prince in Jesus' hands, the side where he was pierced, I will not believe that he's, he's, he's resurrected. Because sin is believing. <coughs> there are men and women in this church that can start television stations. He said, How? It's easy. Start an internet TV station. That's how you begin. Start start a blog. Start writing. Start a blog. On your social media platform, instead of always putting pictures of ladies posing like this, write something that will, that will prickle somebody's mind. Are you following what I'm saying? Number three pillar we need to take hold of is a pillar of politics and this one is very important for me. The pillar of what? Politics. Now listen, this is very important. Um, we cannot always say that politics is dirty yeah. and it's not a place for Christians. <coughs> the people who are in politics are those that makes politics dirty. Oh, as for me, I don't want to be now. Read the scriptures carefully. Today is our ten times better service, isn't that right? Daniel, Daniel, chapter one, verse twenty. The Bible says that, and Daniel was found ten times better. Daniel was a Christian who influenced the political atmosphere. the Bible says Daniel chapter 1 verse 20 in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them he found them what 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm if we are going to be better in this society it's time for us to influence these pillars politics how do I start? You can start as a counselor. You can stand as an MP. Say, what happens, Pastor, if I fail? you fail, try again. Amen. Do you know how many times Abraham Lincoln stood for office and he failed? Uh, yet he's one of the greatest American presidents who ever stepped into the White House. Why are you scared of failure when you haven't even tried it? (laughs) You're not happy with the decisions they make in the first place. So why sit down? Why don't you go in there and influence the decisions that are made? (laughs) Whilst we're sitting and sleeping, they are making decisions against us. The time has come. Like I've said before, a time is coming and not long. There'll be Minimum ten presidents in this church. Amen. Minimum ten presidents in this church. Amen. But where do we start from? Start from somewhere. They said, Pastor, what are you talking about? Is this the gospel? I'm telling you, this is the real gospel. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. And as lights we're supposed to influence wherever we are, <coughs> it's time. The other area we need to influence is education. Yeah. I don't want to go further, but do you know the minister of education in this country? Do you know what her beliefs are? Do you even know who the minister of education is? <laughs> you don't know. You don't care what decisions you are making about your children. In parliament. In parliament, the seat of of law where laws are made. Do you know the kind of people who are there? Do you know all the kinds of people who are there who are making laws for you? Are you following what I'm saying? You can't, we can't just, just sit down and say ah, It doesn't concern us Listen, every decision they make Affects you Now, recently In a country, I don't want to mention a name in, Right in parliament A man proposing to another man Saying I want to marry you yeah, ah, you're scared, oh, and, 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 But you are sitting down doing nothing if this message today doesn't stir up something in you and you just sit and do nothing then I don't know start from somewhere I say start from where? somewhere very soon they will tell you you can't say he or she you can't say mister or missus you can't say mother or father it started. They said you couldn't say a wife or husband. They changed it to partner. That's how it started. And then the pillar of marriage was redefined. Christians were there shouting, screaming, doing nothing. Yet we're the same people who vote these people into power. When are you going to stand for a political office where you are going to make their decisions and influence the decisions? let's start from where we are let's start from our local our local boroughs get in there <coughs> get in there become something get in there don't always complain oh they are making the wrong decision yes D- now let me tell you the sign that you have been called to make a change is what you complain about that's your calling every time you're complaining oh they didn't include us they didn't involve us God is telling you get in there go in there and make the changes that is needed it's time it's time it's time for us to contend for the gospel it's time for us to contend for what? the gospel. That's why Jude 4 it says certain men have crept into the church unawares. Unawares. While the church is sleeping. While the church is fighting itself. Men and women have crept into the church unawares. It's time. Don't just be happy for yourself. Make a difference. Leave a mark. That cannot be erased. Leave a mark. That cannot be erased. Leave a mark. That cannot be erased. It's time. In the coming year. You need to take a stand. You might be the only one. Taking a stand for God. Praise God. At least let us see you there. If we see you there. We'll vote for you. If we see you there. We'll encourage you. That's why they keep telling us the church cannot be involved in politics. Who said? Did you know the the purpose of the anointing? When when the anointing was introduced, men and women were being anointed to be kings. But when, when we think about the anointing, we think about the anointing for my little breakthrough, anointing for bread, anointing for water. Come on. It's time for us to think generationally. David was anointed to be a king, not to have bread and water. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you getting, getting what's on my heart yes. this morning? Yes. Are you getting what's on the heart of God this morning? Yes. That's where God has called us to. He said, Oh, what if I fail? Yes, you tried. At least you tried and you failed. What about the one who didn't try? At least your name will go down in the history books. Then you tried and failed. The one who didn't try, their name is going nowhere. At least try and fail. I'm believing God a time is coming. We're going to be building some big stuff. Big stuff. Someone said, Pastor, what if you fail? I'll try it. I know with God on my side, I cannot fail. Before we started the church, someone said, There are a lot of churches around there. I've been here for hundreds of years. Are you sure the church is going to survive? Right from this church, right from here, the church grew larger, massive. From here, we planted branches all across. What if I had listened to what that? Good friend, very good friend expressing his sincere opinions to me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? It's it's time for us to be employers, not employees. Get get angry at every day, you know, nine to five, you know, praise God. It's good. We start from somewhere. We start from somewhere. Be an employer. How long are you going to earn that money for? My wife was telling me yesterday, she saw one of some letters and she said, do you know when I'm going to be a pensioner? And then she told me, I said, okay. I started laughing. They have already determined when you're going on pension. Already, because they're saying we've had enough of you. They don't want old old blood. They want fresh blood. And once you go on pension, they just put you in a care home somewhere, and that's it. You work for that company for forty years. When you are leaving, they give you a flower. And so that's, <laughs> what, that's what they give, they give you a car. A card, they write, oh, we'll miss you, we we'll love you, and a flower. That's it. Forty years. All you get is, we'll love you, we'll miss you, and a flower. Five pound flower. We're laughing, but this is serious. We're laughing, but this is serious stuff. There are people in this country who have labored for this nation. Who are old. Today they cannot pay energy bills. They are freezing to death. They are freezing to death. This is a Babylonian system. And the Babylonian system is not from God. This morning I just came to speak to you. From the depths of my heart. I want to pray for a few people here. That, in the categories of men and women I have mentioned. In the name of Jesus. Did you receive it this morning? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah.